What's up? What's going on? What's up with Iggy? Everyone's asking what's up with Iggy Igloo. Everyone's asking what's up with Iggy Igloo. I'ma show ya. What's up? This is Iggy Igloo. You're listening to What's Up with Iggy Igloo. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Just click on the RSS feed link there by the podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to it. Download them. Check it out. This is episode 21, I believe. It's about direct action. It's uh, uh, on everybody's mind at this time. I'm sure if it's not, maybe, maybe you could think about it. You know, with the with the happenings in Minneapolis, I thought I would I would touch base and express my history with direct action and my some of my viewpoints to help bring some perspective of sorts and um, share a couple of songs that I have written about police brutality in the past with you to help with that process of processing the information got some memes as well a special riot edition of describing memes from facebook it is pretty good i I made the beat today using a sample from some some algerian music is what it said i believe it was tanarawan to be honest but I worked the sample, chopped it, well, kind of chopped it, and made a beat for it for this segment. The segment of describing memes from Facebook. And so, here we go. Describing memes from Facebook. Special Riot Edition on What's Up with the Gia Glue. Welcome to Describing Memes from Facebook, Special Riot Edition. First up is a tweet going around. Two reminders. Murder is worse than rioting. And rioting could be prevented if you stopped the murders. Next up is a meme taken from the wall of Target in Minneapolis. Has spray painted on the wall there. When our turn comes, we will make no excuses for the terror.
Next up on describing memes from Facebook. Nanya shared it. It's a tweet that says, Please wear masks while looting your local big box stores. Mainly so you don't bring Corona home with you. But also so you're harder to identify on video. Mafia watch you when shared. Looting is what filled nearly every prestigious history museum in the Western world. Are y'all anti-looting now? Are y'all returning the artifacts? Next up is a tweet Eric Blackmore shared. Oppression is not a governor closing your favorite bar during a pandemic. Oppression is a Minneapolis cop's knee pressed into the back of your neck so hard that you die begging for air. His name was George Floyd. Remember him? That's it for this week's Describing Memes from Facebook Special Riot Edition. R.I.P. Big Floyd for sure. Hope you enjoyed that. I've got a piece on direct action prepared for you. But first, I want to recount an experience I had a couple of weeks ago to get it off my chest. I haven't really talked about it much, and it was um, shaking. I suppose uh, on the weekends I clean an office in Woodland Park as a as a job, you know. And I was in this office cleaning as I normally do, and I had my headphones on, listening to the People's Party podcast, and I heard I heard something, and it kind of spooked me. So I took my headphones off and turned around and there was police officers in the in the in the office that I was cleaning. They told me that the door was open and they saw a van outside and so they were making sure that everything was cool, you know, which is understandable, but I didn't leave the door open is what I was thinking. And so I said, yeah, I 
I work here. I'm I'm the the janitor, you know, and they, you know, kind of uh, spooked me. I was a little freaked out, and so they, you know, they asked me why I was shaking, you know, because man, you know, you turn around and see a cop. That reminded me of when I turned around and a cop had his gun pointed at me. So many times that's happened in my life when I lived in Acacia Park, you know. But, so I was like, well, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I'm scared of cops. And they're like, well, we still need to clear this up. And I'm like, well, I will, you know, I'm working. I'm cleaning this place. I've got, you know, a janitor company shirt on, my mask and gloves on, and I have a trash bag. And, you know, the whole cleaning, um the whole cleaning kit with me, you know. Still, they needed my ID, so I went, had to go out to my van to get my ID, you know, and asked me if I had weapons in my van. I, you know, have a machete right by my uh, door, which I told them about. I use it for gardening, mostly in all honesty, and so they were just worried about guns and bazookas, which I have neither of. You know, everything was cool. Uh, They ran my name, you know, and I was clear, you know, because I, you know, don't, I haven't gotten in trouble with the law in a very long time. You know, it uh, has been a lot of work to get to that point in my life and I try to keep it that way for mostly the sake of my finances honestly but so they left it was you know it was uneventful thankfully you know and I had a cigarette and finished my job it you know went well enough you know it was still still troubling but you know it is a common occurrence for minorities i am not fully a minority in all honesty but that doesn't that doesn't change a person's mind to my appearance you know so i have to worry about that and with the you know, when you can see so clearly a minority get murdered by the police on such an often regularity, it is troubling. Me, I use, I like to use music to express that, that, um, anger, that frustration, the pain and trauma, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not good that we have to live like this and so I want to share a couple of songs I want to share one song before I speak about direct action and the piece of the piece that I have prepared to express for you to help um, maybe help bring some perspective do my best it's merely my opinion or what not you know I should make a Disclaimer of sorts, but if you're listening to What's Up 
with the Gia Glue. This is what's up with me and it's a part of who I am and what has made me who I am. And this first song, Hands Up, Don't Shoot, I wrote in response to the Mike Brown shooting a couple of years ago. So here for you on What's Up with the Gia Glue is Hands Up, Don't Shoot. Yeah, I 
you know, there was um, a trial and executions, the Haymarket Square um, Affair is what they call it. You can look it up, Sacco M. Vanzetti. Without that action, though, the leadership of the country would not have been so has wouldn't not have been so um willing to make those changes in our labor laws you know because that's direct action is wanting to change something that needs to be changed you know that's what the anger shows us is that something is wrong you know and so back in the day in in my life I was in the northwest and I had an opportunity to help uh tree sit in the Pacific North Northwest. I helped with the support on the ground, you know, um cleaning and um you know, doing the slash piles to help stop the logging trucks while they had someone camped in the tree to stop them from chopping the trees down. I, you know, I drank way too much and was a little too crazy back then to be spending much time hundreds of feet in the tree. But I, I helped. I took the nonviolence training that they that they gave before the mission and while we were there we gathered evidence of the endangered species in the area there was a yew tree that would have been severely affected if the overgrowth the um, upper canopy was removed and there was a an owl that lived in the region which we documented where it was where it was nested, you know, and got that information to the lawyers that were filing the injunctions in the court at the same time where we were stopping the trucks, you know, because those those companies, they, you know, if there is a, a, a court order, oftentimes they will ignore it and just pay the fines afterwards, you know, and to... Uh, protect those areas, you know, oftentimes you need to stop them from getting there. And so that, that helped show me that, you know, because we, we ultimately saved that piece of forest and that helped to show me that, you know, we can make a difference in our, the betterment of our lives. I remember when I was a child, my mother was one of, she helped spearhead the um, Deerfield Hills Revitalization, the park there in southern Colorado Springs. It was run down when we moved there, and with their efforts, they they made it a beautiful park, and it is still a beautiful park after all of these years, you know, and that I saw that, you know, if you put your your effort into changing something, it you know, you can change it no matter how how big it seems. So 
in regards to Minneapolis. I want to give a little history as to why they are so upset right now. You know, um, they have a long and storied history of police brutality in Minneapolis, as nice as the city is. You know, it's a beautiful city with a great community. You know, Prince came from Minneapolis. That's awesome. That is really, really cool. I've got uh, relatives there as well. But so after the Indian Relocation Act was passed in 1956, they moved um, many natives off of the res into major cities as an effort to assimilate them into the American culture to um, finish wiping them out, you know, and, and so to bring them in to make them American. By 1960, over 31,000 natives had moved off of the reservations into major cities, you know, Denver, L.A., Seattle, Albuquerque, Minneapolis, Chicago, you know, a lot of these cities. And the shift in cultures, the culture shock, you know, sent shock waves through those communities. And in a lot of them, the police responded very brutally. And so the that is, you know, why they founded AIM, the American Indian Movement, in Minneapolis in 1968. It was to address the systematic police abuse against the natives that they were experiencing there at the time and continuing to this day. Even recently, it's been a persistent issue in the community there. I know from 2000 to 2015, there was 149 police shootings, you know, and, um, which is, which is a lot, even just the officer that murdered, that murdered George, George Floyd, he has a storied history himself, 12 filed complaints on record on in the files of the police there with no action taken on any of them. In 2006, he killed Wayne Reyes in a shower of bullets, participated in that. In 2008, he killed Ira Latrell Tolis. In 2011, he shot Leroy Martinez, an Alaskan native that thankfully survived. You know, and so after so many years of nothing being done, you know, the people want something to be done. And until we change the way that we police ourselves as humans, you know, it is only going to get worse. You know, and so, um, you know, just trying to make sense of it so that maybe we could, could come out of all of this as better people. You know, I don't think that it is right to 
incentivize and profitize the incarceration of people. You know, that people make a profit over common people's mistakes in life is wrong, you know, and that people make whole careers out of, you know, that the make fortunes out of people's mistakes, you know, that everybody makes mistakes, you know, but it's a, you know, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. So I just wanted to share some facts that I looked up and some history of mine this week to to help bring some perspective and clarity to my understanding and hopefully yours as well. It's been going on for a long time in this country. I have written numerous songs about it. The next one, this next song that I have for you is I wrote for Kelly Thomas. He was a man in Fullerton, California that was beaten to death by six cops in 2011. They beat him for 40 minutes. It was all on tape as well. Beat him for 40 minutes straight. Kelly Thomas's father was a sheriff, you know, and he was crying out for him the whole time, you know, trying to get help. He was a schizophrenic man, and I read his story and was moved to write a song on my banjo. His sister even commented on the the video on YouTube and said he would have appreciated that, you know, because these, it's, they're hard emotions to feel, you know, and to, and that anger is a huge wall. It can, it can lead us astray to do horrible things, you know, and it's really there as a tool to help us see what is wrong within our lives so that we can change it. And so I've tried to express myself through music more than anything. So I will share with you now Kelly Thomas on What's Up with Iggy Igloo. I recorded this on the Intamin Trail in Manitou Springs. The video is on YouTube. I will share it. Enjoy.
hope you enjoyed that. You can find that song on YouTube. I've got it up there. Just look up Iggy Igloo, Kelly Thomas. It's, I'll have the video in the blog post for the podcast episode. You can find Hands Up, Don't Shoot, that recording of it on SoundCloud, on the Iggy Igloo SoundCloud that I have up. I, and I will have that song on the blog post as well for that. For your convenience, if you like those songs, give them a listen. Thanks for listening. I hope you came away with something good from this episode. Take it easy. Remember, like my friend Carrie Hudson says, keep your head on a swivel. You know, for every mile of road, there are two miles of ditch, you know, so we got to, you know, take it, take it easy. I'll talk to you next week, unless I see you before then. Remember, love your life, love your music, love your family, and don't forget to drink some water.